This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. You ever been somewhere socially, like you're in a social situation and someone asks you to pray and you get nervous? Be honest, this happens to me still. You're in a situation and someone's like, hey, uh, could, could you pray? And you're like, for sure. <laughs> and they're like, and like, you go to pray and you start praying and you, you're in your head too much. So you mumble your words or you say something dumb. And we're like, God, thank you that you're dead. But you're like, you're like trying to correct yourself in the middle of your prayer. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's sometimes praying is, praying is hard. Praying is like, in fact, it, it, right when we say the word prayer, a lot of us feel shame. A lot of us feel like, ah, oh, this is, prayer's like flossing. I know I should floss more and I know I should pray more. I don't pray enough and I don't floss enough. God, help me. But tonight, I, I, I want us to approach this message with no shame. I want to teach you tonight that prayer really in its essence is just talking to God. Prayer is just having a conversation with Jesus. I was talking with somebody and they're making fun of me. When I travel, I travel every so often. And when I travel, the whole time I travel, I talk to my wife. Like the whole time I'm gone, I'm texting with her. I FaceTime with her a whole bunch. I'm really, I like the Instagram where you can just send somebody a video. So I'll be in the airport. I'll see somebody's outfit. I'm like, oh Jesus, Julia got to see this outfit. And like, oh God, bless them. I can't put it public, but I can send it to my wife. I'm always talking to my wife. Prayer is just talking to Jesus. It's talking to Jesus all the time. And it's talking to Jesus from a sincere place. I'm trying to teach right now, I'm trying to teach my, my four-year-old and my two-year-old how to pray. So every night when we go to bed after books, I'll say, okay, boys, it's time to pray. Let's say a prayer. And every night I ask them the same question. I say to my four-year-old, son, who do you want to pray for? Every night my four-year-old says, dad, I want to pray for you. I say, pound it, son. That's right. <laughs> Say, my, to my two-year-old, Maverick, Maverick, who do you want to pray for? And every night my two-year-old says, he says his own name, but he can't enunciate his own name. He's like, Dad, I want to pray for Mackick. <laughs> it's not your name, but it's awesome. You're selfish. Let's pray. <laughs> so we pray every night. And every night I, I'll pray, and then I want my boys to pray. So my two-year-old, he'll start praying, and he'll spend the next 90 seconds saying something that I don't understand a word he's saying. Like, he's mom, only Jesus and him know what he's talking about. Like, I don't understand one word. Just like, I don't know if you cursed me right now or not. You just talk for 90 seconds. Then my four-year-old, my four-year-old, I've learned that when he prays, he doesn't really pray to God. He prays to me. Like my son prays with manipulation. Like all of a sudden my son's like, God, thank you that tomorrow we're getting ice cream. And that we're going to go to the park tomorrow. I'm like, dude, shut up. You're not even talking to God. You're talking to me. I want to talk tonight about having a conversation with Jesus. Just show you by definition what prayer is. Look here on the screen. Prayer is intentional communication with God and can be spoken or written. Let me be honest with you. A lot of my prayers are on my laptops and my journal, my notes section on my laptop. I write a lot of prayers out. I text my prayers out. I write on my notes section. I have a journal and I keep a lot of prayers. Prayer can be spoken. It could be written. It could be text, whatever you want. It is often petitionary nature, though it may take many other forms as well. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament assume that God hears and responds to the prayers of his people. 
Oh, I got to tell you tonight, when you start praying, God starts listening. When you start praying, God starts moving. Come on, anybody believe tonight in a God that doesn't turn his ear away from you, but he listens to the cries of his children. Oh, I love this about God. You just need to know, I don't care if you write it down or you speak it out loud. You can whisper it. You can say it in sentences, paragraphs, or one word. But when you pray, our God hears. Our God does not turn away his ear to the cries of his children. He turns his ear towards his children. I can be in my home on my couch and all my kids are in different rooms and I know if that's Mackick's cry or George's cry or Winston's cry. I can hear, I know their voice. When you start praying, God starts leaning in. God starts listening. God starts hearing and he doesn't just listen. Anybody believe tonight? He responds. Earlier tonight, because Pastor Charlotte preached uh, in the mornings. I didn't have to preach. I was getting ready for the message up in our little room. We have a little room up there. And I had my earbuds in. I was listening to worship music and getting the message ready. And I, you ever have the music up real loud? And, and I was typing away, and I heard on the door just like, oh, bam, bam, bam. And immediately I was like, oh, gosh. Obviously, these people have been here for a while trying to get my attention. So I took the earbuds out, and I went and I opened the door. It was my wife, and I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. And uh, please don't, I don't want to be in trouble. And uh, you're like my mom. And anyways, <laughs> different message. Anyways, but um, some of us think that when we start praying, God, he's closing his ears to you. You're not good enough for God to listen. You need to get your life right before God hears your prayers. God loves their prayers, but he don't love your prayers. No, we serve a good father. He is a good God. He knows your cry. He knows your prayer. He's listening to you tonight. Come on, you ought to clap tonight and get some faith and believe that God, he's a good father tonight. And you need to know that our God doesn't just listen and go, wow, cool prayers. Let me go write them down. No, when you start praying, God starts acting. God starts moving. God starts arranging things and moving things and healing things and restoring things because he doesn't just listen to prayers. He responds to prayers. Anybody tonight believe in the power of prayer? That's why when we pray to God, we do not pray to a dead God. We do not pray to a bad God. We do not pray to a deaf ear. No, God is, li I wonder what God could do in your life if you just started asking him for things. And the Bible says you have not because you ask not. He said, ask and you shall receive. What could God do in your world if you just started to text him and talk to him and conversate with him and not bring the fake you, but bring the real you? God cannot do anything with the fake you. He will only work with the real you. Your, in fact, write this down. I want you to know this one. Your authority is in your authenticity. Oh, Jesus. Your authority is in your authenticity. You have authority when you speak from the gut, when you speak in honesty and transparency. That's why David in the Bible said, I pour all my cries into my pillowcase and I drench that thing with tears because I'm being real with God. If you be real with God, God will be real with you. So we go to God because he's good, he's awesome, he's mighty, he's listening, and he can do something about your problem, by the way. So watch what he says here. I'm going to give you three things in one verse. He says three things in verse number two. Chapter four, verse two, three things. The first thing he says, when you're in prison, maybe you talk this way. I don't say it this way. So I'll tell you what he said. Then I want to tell you how I say it. He says, guys, be devoted to prayer. Translation, write down number one. 
Make prayer a priority. Make praying a priority. Anything that is important to you, anything that you deem valuable, you put a priority on it. If you see your fitness as priority, Pastor Charlotte was telling my wife and I uh, on this trip, she is saying uh, every day, she says every day I run six to seven miles. Every day I feel like I need to run six to seven miles. So you know when people say every day and then you're kind of like, really every day? So at lunch today, I was like, Pastor Charlotte, yesterday, did you run your six or seven miles? She looked at me, she said, yes, I did. When you, whatever you deem as valuable, you put a priority on it. What is Paul saying? He's going, Coloss, I'm telling you, you need to put a priority on prayer. Make it, make it important in your life. Make it valuable in your life. Don't let it be something that's just like every once in a while, I floss or pray. No, just, just make it in your lifestyle. I'm going to talk to God about everything going on. Instead of worrying about everything, I'm going to pray about everything. Instead of having everything in my head with torment and stress and pain, I'm going to get it out. I'm going to put it on my phone or put it on my laptop and I'm going to pray about everything. He says, make it a priority. Oh, I just love this about Daniel in the Bible. The Bible says Daniel was a man that placed a priority on prayer. And in fact, all these haters, non-Christians were like, man, we hate that Daniel prays so much. So they made the king sign a petition that if Daniel kept on praying, they were going to throw him into the lion's den. And so Daniel's like, Listen, you could, you could say whatever you want, but for me, I've placed a priority on prayer. Watch here in Daniel 6 and watch what happens when they sign the petition. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day to pray. Watch what happens. And when he prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom, as was his priority, as was his lifestyle, as was his devotion since early days, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. Daniel said, you, you, you can do whatever you want to do with your life, but as for me and my house, we're going to pray in my house. As for me and my life, I'm going to turn to God with my problems. I don't care if it's financial or relational, whether it's internal or external, I'm going to turn to God and go to God and I'm going to place a priority on prayer. Come on, you can clap your hands if you're down to make prayer a priority. Really what we're saying is just talking to Jesus, texting with Jesus, being honest. Listen, when you pray, it doesn't have to be an hour. Some of us pray over and over the same thing. Some of your most powerful prayers will be your shortest prayers. Jesus, help me. It's powerful. Let's go shorter. Jesus, just as powerful as you praying for one hour. The, the, the emphasis is not on length, the emphasis on our source. I'm going to Jesus. I'm not turning into friends. I'm not turning to substances. I'm not turning to other distractions. I'm just going to go ahead and give this thing to Jesus. He says, guys, for, for where you're going, oh, please hear me tonight. I just, I got to emphasize this to you. For where you're going in life and for what God wants to do in you and through you, 
you need to place a priority on prayer because you're going to walk through some, some fire. You're going to go through some things. And if you don't pray, when that time comes, you're not going to know what to do. But you can walk through hell on earth as long as you make prayer a priority. I've been through it. I've gone through it. I've been in the pain. I've cried the tears. And I know the only thing got me was just talking to my Jesus. He said, make prayer, be devoted, make Make prayer a priority. And then he said, he said, the way he says it, be watchful. Write down number two. Look for things to pray about. Be devoted to prayer and, and watchful. What's watchful mean? Just look, look, look for opportunities to pray. Just look for stuff. Oh, we can pray about that. And we can pray for so-and-so. And I got a text from somebody uh, this last week I was trying to get together with. And I was like, hey, should we get together? And they texted me back and they said, we, I can't get together. And they started to list off the reasons why in their world, the stuff that's going on, why we can't meet. And when I got the text, I said, OMG, that's a lot going on in your world. So I text back. I said, just a heads up. When I read that list, it made me think, I want to commit to you. I'm going to cover you in prayer this week. Next text, no, for real. Because you know how people would be like, praying for you. Shut your mouth. You ain't praying for nobody. You ain't prayed a day in your life. Praying for you. You praying for yourself like my two-year-old. You ain't praying for me. Feel like Kendrick Lamar. Pray for me. Anyways, I was like, no, for real. Because you know what? When you live this way, you're looking for anybody you could. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let me put my hand on your shoulder. Come on, you're facing stress. Let's pray about it. I don't, I don't just want to counsel. I want to pray. I'm watchful. I'm looking for opportunities. I, I treat my money that way. That's how I see money. I'm always looking for, for ways to bless somebody. Somebody needs a car. Someone needs, someone needs help with the rent. I'm, I do that with my money. L listen, if you don't have money, be generous with your prayers. Oh, I can't, I can't really be a blessing. Yeah, you don't need money to be a blessing. You can give your faith away. You can give prayer away. You can text somebody and say, I just want to let you know I was thinking about you today, and I want to tell you I went to God on your behalf, and I covered your children. I covered the decision. I covered your life, and I told the devil not today. Come on, clap today if you're down to be somebody that's looking for things to pray about. I'm telling you, when you start looking to pray for people, God will start bringing opportunities like crazy. Oh, I love that quote from D.L. Moody. He said, when I stopped praying, coincidences stopped happening. All of a sudden, when you start watchful and you start looking for, I'm going to pray for so-and-so. I'm going to add my faith to that. If you believe for that, I'm praying. And then all of a sudden, there's all these miracles and God starts showing up. Why? Because we started to turn to him and he was listening and he responded. So he says, listen, guys, make a, make, Colos, I'm writing from jail, from prison to encourage you. And of all these things, please devote yourself. Devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful in this. And then he, the last thing he says is he addresses our attitude in prayer. He says, and be thankful. In fact, write down number three, pray with a good attitude. I just love this part. Pray with a good attitude. Because you got to understand, attitude is everything. 
Do you realize in your life your attitude is your altitude? You will never surpass your attitude. Your attitude is going to decide the trajectory of your life. I don't care how gifted or ungifted you are. Your attitude is everything. So he said, be devoted to this thing, watch for stuff, and then pray with thanksgiving. I wonder what your prayer life would look like if you started just coming to God and just say, God, instead of complaining about everything, I'm going to thank you for everything. You know, the Bible actually says before you pray and ask God for anything, you ought to praise him for everything. Wouldn't Jesus taught us to pray? What did he say? He said, when you pray, you ought to pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's he saying? Praise before petition. Praise God. Oh, I'm telling you, it will change your prayer life when you just start thanking God. Some of us, the reason why God's not moving is because we, compl we complain in our prayers. Start walking around like, God... God, I'm still single. Uh. And God's like, earbuds. <laughs> like my kids, as soon as they start whining, I'm like, oh, stop. Uh, yeah, you need to eat ice cream. I'm like, you lost me at whining. And a lot of us, our prayer life is like, God, I'm just my job and my friends and this and that and them and so-and-so. And I wonder if you just started coming to God. God, thank you for today. God, thank you that you're awesome. God, thank you that you're mighty. God, thank you that you let, you've been so kind. Thank you for your reckless love. Thank you that you pursued me. Thank you that you left the 99. Thank you that you showed up when I didn't deserve it and I couldn't earn it. Oh, you want to give God tonight a shout of praise because he's better than we deserve and greater than we can imagine. I'm talking about the attitude of faith. The attitude of gratitude. God, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. It will shift your prayers when you start thanking God. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you for the miracle. Before you ever get it, you ought to already thank God for it. The Bible says confess those things that don't exist as though they do. I'm blessed. I'm favored. I know God is for me. Who can be against me? Come on, somebody praise him tonight like you know he's good. He say, devote, devote your whole life to prayer. When I, when I first think of devote your whole life to prayer, I think of like nuns and, and people that spend their whole life in monasteries. And I'm like, no, thank you, God. I do not want to devote myself to be an intercessor. And God's just saying, no, devote your life to just talk to me. Just have that relationship. We're just like, we're FaceTiming. We're sending videos. We're just, it's not about length. It's about heart. I'm not after your religion. I'm always after your relationship. Devote yourself to prayer. Be watchful. In other words, watch out because some people need prayer. And if you're so self-consumed, you miss opportunities. Yeah, but I can't pray for others because, like, look at my stuff. Yeah, God will start blessing you when you start being a blessing. Be watchful and, and give thanks. I'm telling you right now, there are so many things I'm believing for in my home. I'm already thanking God for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. My daughter is healed. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You're going to touch that brain. You're going to touch her life. Thank you, God. 
Be thankful. Be thankful. We start wanting to complain, just, nope, I'm going to thank God. You ever be like about to gossip, about to talk trash, you're like, nope. And say nice things because I'm godly. Right? Here's the last thing. Worship team, you can come. I love this. Paul's from, he's in jail. He's in prison. He knows the the power of this because he's experienced it. He's teaching them on prayer, how to be prayer warriors. He says to this church in Coloss, these are his last words. And guys, please, pray that a door opens. The longer I live, the more I watch God open doors and close doors. Oh, I'm telling you, when God wants to open a door for your life, no man can open that door. You can't open that door with your own gifting. It is the power of God. And Paul has been through enough fires and enough life. He knows when a door has been shut and he knows when a door has been opened. In fact, he writes to the Corinth church, he writes another letter, and he says, guys, a door was opened by God. Watch what he says here in 2 Corinthians. Put it up on the screen, 2 Corinthians. He says, furthermore, when I came to Troas, which is an awesome city name, Troas, definitely not in California. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord. In other words, I walked through this door because God opened it. Life is about walking through the doors that God opens for you. I'm telling you, God loves you so much, he will shut doors in your face. He will close doors. He will close opportunities. He will close relationships you're not supposed to be in. We serve the God that can open doors that you can't, and he will close doors you shouldn't walk through. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me about a month ago about this opportunity, and this is really great, really huge, really big, amazing opportunity. And I said to him last week, I said, hey, what happened with that thing? What are, where are we at with that thing? And he said, man, you're never going to believe this. We were in the talks. We were in the conversations. Everything was going good. And then all of a sudden, they went silent. It, the whole thing went cold. And I thought to myself, thank God because you never know what God was keeping you from. You never know what God was preserving you from. You never know what that could have destroyed your life or destroyed your family, but God was so good, he shut that thing. Paul is saying, pray that a door opens. Zoe, hear me tonight. I'm believing doors will open for your life. I'm believing doors will open for your business. Doors will open for your dreams. Doors will open for your life. Anybody have faith tonight that God himself will open a door? value in life, always follow your favor. Always follow your favor. If you got favor somewhere, I got to walk that door and because God opened it and I got to see what's there. But if it's closed, I'm going to say, God, okay, I'm not going to force anything. I'm not going to strive. I'm just going to allow grace to keep open doors for me. So Paul's teaching us how to be prayer warriors. He says, devote your whole life to this thing. Make sure you're watchful in this thing. Make sure you're thankful in this thing. And make sure we're a people that are praying for God to open doors. Hear me today, Zoe. I'm believing a door for Los Angeles. I'm believing a door for America. I'm believing a door for the gospel. I'm believing a door for my life and a door for your life. Somebody give God some praise tonight if you believe that God will open a door. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. 
To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.